0: Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I am a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and the proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett in endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism practices. Rachel Sherry and I invite you to visit Wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is Changing Lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinions, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. From living rooms to boardrooms, here on Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. All right, we're going to start with a little funny story, like we always do. So I'm calling this one, Who's the Robber? Or Robbery. So while sitting at the corner having donuts and coffee at a quick stop service station, two brothers were startled to see a man step up to the cashier holding a gun and demanding all his money. Not being satisfied with that, he made all the customers line up and proceeded to take all of their valuables—watches, bill folds, and, and um, dollar bills, bills—and he made his way from person to person in the line. And the two brothers stood waiting at the end of the line. One brother carefully reached into his pocket, pulling out some cash and slipping it into his brother's hand. "What's that?" his brother whispered. "That's the twenty I owe you," he replied. Ah, yeah. Sometimes they're hilarious, and sometimes they're just cute. Sometimes they're just fillers. Sorry about that. All right. So you've been listening. If you've been listening to this podcast, and I hope you have, uh, you know that every week I seek to offer you inspiration and information. I try to challenge you and help you to change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something. And in January, the new beginnings, that's one of my favorites. So anytime you want to start over, just lean into those. And then February, heart health. And in March, the marvelous Marriage Marathon Month. We were just talking about that here in the studio. And then in April, we did some spring cleaning, both personal and in our homes, and thinking through some of those things. In May, we leaned into Women's Health Month In June Men's Health Month. In July, we aged gracefully as uh, Stephanie turned 65 years old. And in August, now we've been, with our theme of Back to School Month, we've been talking about personal development. So you know how I love definitions, and I started last um, podcast with the definition of personal development, and it is self-improvement consisting of activities that develop a person's capabilities and potential, build human capital, enhance quality of life, and facilitate the realization of dreams and aspirations. Okay, that's a big mouthful, but it's a whole lot of work that we do on ourselves, basically, is all it amounts to. But last week I was joined by a fellow mentor and a fellow author of mentoring materials uh, for churches to use when they're mentoring their men or women. Dan Ryland wrote a mentoring program for men, and I worked for Dan and John Maxwell, and they asked me to write a companion uh, curriculum devoted to developing women within that church. And I am the author. Author of that 12-month research that we call Mentoring Women, Developing Women in Leadership and Spiritual Effectiveness. And we discussed all of the development, creator, From the creator side, basically, of that and the mentoring side of the relationship. And today I'm joined by one of the most recent graduates of this year's program, which just concluded in August, Rochelle Christie Spann. Welcome today. I'm so excited to look across the table and say hi to you. Thank you to have you today. And um, now I know that you are now a member of the hundreds of leading ladies that have gone through this program since 2000. Wow. That's that is, exciting. it that was a long time. Yeah. So there was a first and you are the most recent. I'm not going to say the last because I'm still going to be doing this. So tell a little bit of your story, Rochelle. How did we meet? And tell us a little bit about yourself personally.
1: Okay. Well, I'm a wife and mother, follower of Jesus Christ, health and wellness enthusiast, green beauty enthusiast, <laughs> and, and lover of all things interior design. <laughs> and how we met was my husband and I do a couples night at our house for Christian couples, and we wanted someone to come in and talk about wellness. So I did a Google search and found the Whole Food Health Coach. I ended up calling you and leaving a message because you were on a call with a... Um, client at the time. You called me back, and we had a wonderful conversation. It was a God connection from the beginning. You agreed to come over to the house with Jack and talk to our couples about health and wellness and marriage, and you guys did that, and um, it was awesome. Uh, That was
0: a great story. Thank God for Google.
1: Thank God for Google.
0: She's, that's awesome because I do find that a lot of people find me on Google. They're looking for a health coach or, you know, someone local on wellness or whatever. So I am grateful that, you know, that's actually out there for people to find me and that you found me that way. We did have a great conversation on the phone and it was just a joy. I could hear the passion um, in your voice for those couples that you open your home to. Yeah. And I got to experience a little bit of your interior design, too, and see what you do. Tell me about that. That's just, you just glow in that area. It's something that's obviously very important to you.
1: I've always loved, uh, homemaking, making my, make. I used to make a party for every little situation in my kid's life. I love to decorate throughout all the seasons. I mean, we're not even Irish, but St. Patrick's day, my kids were bringing (laughs) stuff to school. So I just love making my house at home, making people feel welcome. And I just love the process of it.
0: Well, you do it very well. We were the recipient of some of that during, um, you know, like the Valentine's one, I think, was at your place. And it was just such a lovely experience. And the environment was absolutely beautiful. So I'm grateful that you you opened your home to us in so many ways and really lots of different times this year. So I know that we kind of shared from the side of, you know, the mentor the last time that Dan and I um, were here and that we spoke about our side of things and why we decided to become a mentor and what the process is about. Um, But today, we really want to hear about the mentoring process and the, um, from your perspective, after that year of being in the mentoring program and, and time that you've spent with me. So, I know I always say, you know, that there's quotes that I quote a lot, and one of them is Franklin Covey's quote, begin with the end in mind. So, I'm going to start with the end today because <laughs> we just had our celebration, and one of the things I encourage all of the mentees to do is to write a letter uh, to their mentor because when I do multilevel of mentoring, I'm not the only mentor, but I do think it's very encouraging for all of us who, you know, have given of ourselves over that year to have our participants write a letter to us about what they've, what they received. Uh, And so we just did that. You got your leading ladies um, bracelet. I always choose some kind of a gift that hopefully lives on in the lives of the ladies. And uh, so this year, uh, the bracelet was the thing, and I'm just excited to have you share And we'll start there. Is that okay with you?
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Go ahead. Okay. Dear Stephanie, I'm so glad that you returned my call about speaking to our couples group about health and wellness. I knew from the first conversation that our connection was definitely a God thing. I could feel your warm personality through the phone. When you first mentioned the Leading Ladies Mentorship program to me, I was so excited. I had been longing for something more than my daily devotions and even small groups. I wanted something deeper and someone to walk with me through through whatever that was and be my upline in this season. This program was right on time. You were right on time. During this year, as we walk through the various sessions from leadership, spiritual disciplines, attitude, personality, marriage, motherhood, and so much more, I have truly been stretched in every one of these areas. When I first started this leading ladies journey, I was dealing with a lot of fear in many areas of my life. The one-on-ones with you, the topics we discuss monthly, the books we read, and the assignments we've completed were invaluable and helped me to face so many things, especially one of my biggest fears, which was public speaking. I have felt myself growing, evolving, and stretching during this journey. And honestly, in the absence of leading ladies in your friendship, I would would not be where I am now. Your encouragement, wisdom, love, and prayers have been so appreciated. Words cannot express how much it and you mean to me. What you have poured into me and given me inspires me to want to be that for another young lady. Lastly, I cannot tell you how much you helping me on my wellness journey means to me. I was so afraid and tried to ignore it for the last year and your gentle encouragement was the catalyst to me taking control of my health and wellness again. I am on the road to finally and forever, and I have you, and God, of course, to thank. You are a gift to this world, and I pray thousands more women get to take the leading ladies', leading ladies journey with you with all the love a heart can hold, Rochelle Christie Span.
0: I love that. It made me cry all over again. You know, just got that emotional um, heart But, you know, my favorite part of what you wrote there is um, for you to do it for someone else, for you to be there for someone else. And the mentoring journey is is not an easy one, really. I mean, I've been doing it for all these years, so it seems like it would be, you know, like old hat. But it really isn't, and that's mostly because everyone is unique. And so as I pray and ask God for who this year is... Um, to be a part of that journey with me, then uh, you know, it's a it is a big prayer. And I, I always say I write their names on my whiteboard and then I pray over those names and just as things come up or people's lives are open to me, then I invite them into that year. So it's kind of taken the under my wing. But, you know, the word mentoring actually goes back to the Greek um, mythology because the mentor was someone assigned as a tutor of another. And it's not an assignment really, but I think it is a calling. And, um, and that's where I think I'm going to start uh, our dialogue today is that calling. Because um, the dictionary definitions That I used last week, and I'll use it again now a wise and trusted teacher guide and friend, an elderly monitor or advisor, and we laughed about that. It's not necessarily being old or older, but living a little bit more of life. Um, And everything that I do is body, soul, and spirit. So I love that I was able to share some wellness tips and things like that you mentioned in um, your letter, but also the spiritual direction and mental health as well as emotional health and strength and relationship and all the different topics that we shared. So out of the topics um, that we talked about, Over those 12 months, which one stands out to you and maybe brought you a little bit more insight um, and excited you now?
1: The one on personality, where we read the book and we had to identify what our personality type was. And I am a sanguine choleric, which was awesome to learn. And a lot of the characteristics that they described where I was basically checking them all off. I even read them all to my husband and my daughter, and they were like, yep, you're all those things. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was kind of eye-opening for me to, to realize. And it, it has helped me even now be able to interact with my husband and my daughter, knowing my personality type and theirs.
0: Yes, That's good because that relationship is super important. I think a lot of times we expect people to respond the way we do about things, and a lot of times that's not going to be the case. In fact, most of the times that's not going to be the case. So I'm glad that that was meaningful to you. So in uh, also there's a there's a biblical mandate, and there's several biblical mandates as far as mentoring. They may not necessarily use that word, but there's certainly a lot to be said about it. And Titus two one through eight is where I'm going to start. So as For you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine that the older man be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of the good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good obedient to their own husbands. There's one i like (laughs) to push back on that, but uh, that's a unique comment. I won't go there right now, but that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So likewise, exhort the young men to be sober minded in all things, showing yourself as a pattern of good works in, uh, in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility sound speech that cannot be condemned that one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of you and you know none of us are perfect that's for sure and so a lot of these things are things we strive for and we only achieve them as we allow God to be God in our life as we allow to uh, for Jesus to be Mm -hmm. that governing voice and the Word of God to be our the light to our path and the lamp to our feet yeah So I think there's a lot to be shared on that as far as pattern and showing, and uh, I saw things in you that I wanted to fan the flame, and I think that that was what's most exciting about being a mentor, uh, is to help you and um, my mentees to see the great things in themselves. Was that something that gave you some confidence, or at least, I know, affirmations and maybe confirmations?
1: Absolutely. I had my first opportunity to do public speaking at church. It was a a very short thing that I had to say, but definitely your mentorship, your prayers, your encouragement and exhorting of me empowered me to say yes to to do that. And then of course you were in the audience and I was looking at you while I was speaking on the stage. So absolutely you fanned it and you're still fanning it
0: uh, Well, I think um, no nobody learns more than the teacher. like Dan and I were talking last. Um, time we were together just how much we gained from you and so I've loved the inspiration that you have and the care that you have for so many others and that's where I've had to fan the flame you know in care for yourself and so that you can be strong and and um, accessible uh, to those who love you so much and are expecting a lot of great things from you and it's not about what you can achieve right it's really about how you make yourself available. And I see that in everything that you do. So thank you for that. Thank you. So Jess Gibson says, if you're planting for a year, plant grain. If you're planting for a decade, plant trees. If you're planting for a century, plant people. So I think mentoring takes courage, and um, it's kind of revealing to another person what you've learned through your own life experiences. And for me, obviously, knowledge in the Word, because that's what's most important to me to guide my life is the Word of God. And as leaders, most of us find no greater joy than revealing how much we know, (laughs) and on any given subject, obviously. Um, But likewise, would rather have a root canal than to tell other people, people how we've achieved that knowledge or how we've learned it, especially if it includes mistakes that we've made or our own poor choices and decision making, um, our lack of judgment or even, God forbid, our weakness of our character or character flaws. So because we're always um, trying to make this persona, this perfection thing. And if we're not perfect, then who's going to follow us? You know, and uh, so some reason we think we belong on a pedestal. And, you know, last time I checked, my butt didn't fit in a pedestal. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, there's a misconception there in um, in mentoring and the perfection that other people would expect from those that are considered a mentor or a leader. Do you have anything to, you know, to add to that?
1: Well, another thing that I did as a result of the mentorship program is decided to lead... Um, a group at my house is a women's Bible study, a rise group, and um, one of the pastors had asked. And I was at first nervous to do it, but of course, being a part of leading ladies, I'm like, okay, we're rising, we're gonna, we're gonna lead. So I agreed to do it, and it, it's it's just making my safe, myself available, my space available, being transparent, allowing the people in the group to be transparent. And it's been over for months, and we still meet. Um, we've created a real community. It's something I look forward to every other week. And I think I agreed to do that. That's another benefit of being a part of Leading Ladies. It just encouraged me to know that I'm not perfect, I don't have to be perfect. I'm not going to be, but I'm human and I'm available.
0: Amen, and that's what um, people love—human people. <laughs> you know, nobody's wanting to look at plastic perfection and all of that. But the, so I would say the truth is um, the the greatest lessons that we've learned are probably the most valuable instruction that we can offer the young men or young women in our lives. Uh, who we follow is our honesty and integrity, and being transparent when we're struggling or when um, things aren't perfect, or how we deal with things. So if it, if we come up, come off always perfect, then who could relate to us? Um, I don't have it all together and even when I do find a way to pull it all together, (laughs) in a moment it doesn't stay together (laughs) and um, certainly not all the time. So um, to pretend that I do is to be a liar and a phony and um, basically useless to those that are coming to me for support on their journey. So whether it's wellness or mentoring or any of those other things, it's just sometimes taking them the one step down the road that they want to go and just being there for them them. So being in the audience was a joy for me to see you shine in that area. And even though it was a big step for you it was a first step and it was a complicated or not complicated, but I think it was a challenging step. And, um, I was so proud of you for doing that because I know that it didn't come easy for you. Mm-hmm. So I know that, um, the, that there's a lot to be said about mentoring. And um, I, I love this quote. It takes one who has gone deep in his or her own heart to know how to draw out that which is deep within the heart of another. And I, you know, if I have anything to offer at all to anybody, it's because I'm still digging. And you said it earlier, you know, still growing, still um, leaning in. There's no end to that. I mean, as long as I have breath in my lungs, uh, there's still more to learn and more to grow. And even in my earliest days of mentoring, um, you know, and writing it when, when Enjoy decided that they wanted a, a, product that they could sell, and I designed Mentoring Women, I had to write the lesson they approved it. Then I would teach it to a small group. there at enjoy, and then I would write the next lesson, send it off for approval, and then um, get the um, to get to share it with the group. And it was amazing that in that amount of time, as I was writing it, it was all things that I was learning. It wasn't things I've learned. Here's the things I'm telling you. This is 23 years ago. Well, I uh, actually longer than that 25 years ago when I started writing it and teaching it and then it debuted I think it was in 99 so um, in my second year of mentoring after writing uh, mentoring women resource material for John Maxwell and enjoy I had a major health crisis and um, I began that year in January with a kickoff retreat like I typically do and an overnight retreat it's just fun to you know show up on Friday night at, you know, five and cook dinner together and get our pajamas on and just enjoy being girls. And then the whole next day, leaning into the word and lots of activity and things like that. Um, so that was January. And then in February, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, that was not a part of my plan for the year. <laughs> so I was like, in my head, now what? Um, should I continue knowing what lay ahead of you know for me or not and um God really spoke to me not just from scripture but really in my heart he kind of challenged me it's time to walk the walk you know and not just talk the talk and i think it's easy for us to tell others sometimes what to do or what they should do and um if you're walking through something it's sometimes um more beneficial if you can actually show the love of god in your life and show the strength that that comes from that you know your faith in him yeah. Amen. Amen to that. So another scripture is Romans 8:18. 8, it says for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And that was kind of my um, my hang on to verse. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to make it through this and, you know, God's glory will be revealed. And that was, to me, that was a big part of it. Not necessarily that God sent it or is his plan because I'm not a believer like that. Um, but I do believe we live in a fallen world and we all deal with stuff. Yeah. So that stuff is going to, we have to rise above it or we're going to, you know, be swallowed by it. And I refuse to be swallowed by it, don't you? <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, the glory through me, that was the piece that was really interesting because I was I was thinking, okay, well, um, you know, how is glory going to be revealed through this conflict, through this challenge, through this um, pain, I guess, you know, that I'm going to be going through a year of complicated surgeries and treatment, um, living my life in front of at that point that um, that year was eight women um, that God had entrusted me with that year and it was a tough year I'm not going to lie and I learned so much probably more than any of them did um, you know certainly about myself I had grown so much through my own life's experiences even up to that point point. Um, and I don't believe God intended for me to keep it to myself and I think that that's where mentoring comes in it's being transparent being open and honest living life as it comes and um, and not feeling like you have to always be a challenge you know a Above it, overcoming, you know everything in life. It helped me to actually feel a part of my, um, f- have them be a part of my journey, mm-hmm. and I think it helped them as well to be a part of my journey at that time to support me in ways that they probably wouldn't have been able to otherwise. And right. sometimes, you know, would look at their leaders or you know in Christian world, sometimes we look at our leaders as invincible, you know, and um, and that's not the case. We are all human, so. I've been living life that way ever since entering ministry in 1985, um, when I started the DeKalb Council on Pregnancy and started um, providing um, for motherhood and helping uh, women to really celebrate who they were and just helping uh, women through unplanned pregnancies.
1: We're we're walking through some some things in our in our family situation and being able to do that with my RISE group and and be transparent and when we meet, share some of those things has been helpful. It's been, you know, beneficial to have, you know, there's magnified power in prayer. People praying Mm. for us and and they see that, you know, we're not perfect. We're going Mm -hmm. through things, but I continue to put one foot in front of the other and still do what I feel like God is calling me to do, even though we're going through these challenges in our family.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that that speaks volumes, really, to the world around us. Again, I can come in here and, you know, share all my wisdom with people, but I think the the wisdom only comes from the conflicts and the hardships, and you know, some of the celebrations and the successes. You know, yeah. so sometimes I'll talk about those as well. But Second um, Corinthians twelve nine and ten, you may have something more to say about this too, because this is one of our favorites. Is um, he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you." and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And um, tell me what you think that means to you. When I am weak, then I am strong, or any part of that.
1: Well, I'm going through a lot of, Season, uh, season right now, feeling weak in many areas. And surrender has just been what God has mm. had me do. I'm such a control freak sometimes and I want to fix and control. And in this season, I can't fix things. I can't control things. I just have to surrender mm. and allow God to be God in my life.
0: Amen. He can do that too. Well, Richard Edler says, a mentor is has been defined as someone whose hindsight can become your foresight. <laughs> and I think that, again, that's a, that part of that being honest. And as a mentor, if you had a map, I guess you could look at it this way, it, and you knew at least the direction in which to travel, wouldn't you feel inclined to help your fellow traveler, compa- traveling companions find their way also? And that's kind of the way I look at mentoring. And even if uh, you didn't know all of the turns or all of the roads that somebody else would travel because you can't, um, that you – Might still uh, know or may know more than others, and wouldn't you feel compelled to share? what you did know and not focus on what you do not know. And again, you know, doing what we can do and not what we can't do is the key. And most of us can do more than what we think we can. We're usually stronger than we think we are. And not just because of the things that we've been through, but the things that God has walked with us through. So I thanks for being honest about walking through some t- stuff because look at you, you look so gorgeous <laughs> and beautiful that everything's fine, you know, and we can smile our way through and, um, and not be honest um, with the people around us. And, you know, not that you need to pour out your life to everyone right. um, or on the podcast, but the the deal is just we have to have a circle of influence. We have to have um, a care about those people who are really looking into our lives and care about us, and also that we can share our care for them. So mentoring is kind of like sharing your map or your piece of the map anyway, with others and maps provide the big picture, but they also provide where you are, you know, like that little point that says, okay, you are here. And then it gives you some options and in some ways, even roads to avoid. I, you know, I think there's, um, a lot of times where I'll caution somebody else because of something that I've experienced and, you know, trying to keep them from experiencing that. Yes. Am I right? Absolutely. So um, some of the, you know, I I think some of our listeners are probably already, you know, mentoring and maybe you're already actively, intentionally and successfully mentoring. Often um, mentoring really isn't chosen by the mentor. It's just kind of finds you, it chooses you. Someone sets, you know, sees something in you and um, they, something that they admire and they request to spend time with you. And that time is really time well spent. So, you know, just having you Google me and finding me and it's like, okay, well, you know, this isn't a coincidence. So what can I do? How can I help? And, um, I think I did consider it an honor and I hope that, um, everyone else does too, because when they've got something to offer, you know, offering it. That's what's more important than, you know, just like, well, I, you know, I don't have it all together. I can't share about this or about that.
1: And that's how I felt. And you taught me different. (laughs) Tell me more about that. Yeah. Just feeling like, you know, you have to be at a certain level or you have to have accomplished certain things in order to pour into someone else mm-hmm. and that's, that's not the case. Like you said, just being a couple of steps down the road from someone else, you can turn around and say, okay, I did this. You might not want to do that.
0: Yeah. I don't know which the way is, but that way is not the right way. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's a great story about that. Um, but most mentors, uh, you know, really in the true sense of the word, don't see themselves as God's gift to the body of Christ. I mean, that's that's not the way that it really um, presents itself because it's usually not in front of a big group. It's not, you know, from a stage. It's really more heart-to-heart with people. So um, they, you know, they don't believe that there's anything, you know, big— um, And impressive about them. They're just willing. And, um, we're, if there's anything I say worthy of reproduction, it's only because of the tough roads that we've walked or the valuable lessons that we've learned. And I, I think we find a real desire to make a difference in life, um, or in the life of others. And um, to me, that's just by, like we talked about making yourself available. And that's my story. And um, I think that over the years, there's been a lot of things that, you know, I just was there at the yeah. right time. And um, when someone needed me, and the more of us that can be there at the right time and yeah. be available. Yeah. Um, that's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters most. Yeah, that's my desire to be available to be used whenever. So if um, we've had anything to offer others, it's only because of the investment made in me by God is kind of the bottom line of that. Or by God's people, like last week we talked about, um, you know, Dan seeing something in me. And or the tough roads that we've traveled, we talked about that just now too. And I'm nothing special in and of myself is basically the bottom line. And and you know if you don't believe me, you could ask any one of the hundreds of women that um, I've personally mentored, or those that have been mentored by those that i mentored over the past 24 years. And I'm quite sure that they're going to tell you um, it wasn't my great knowledge or my eloquent speech or even my witty and creative communication <laughs> skill um, that was life changing them. It was really about the time that I gave them and um, just to believe in them and be there for them and that vulnerability and honesty that we talked about earlier too. And maybe my allowing them to learn from not just my steps, but my missteps (laughs) along the way. And not only from my strengths, but from my weaknesses as well. So, um, I, I love the saying, you know, some of us learn from the mistakes of others and some of us are the others. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've been the others in a lot of people's lives, lives over the years, but, um, I'm constantly growing and changing and. Um challenging myself. I mean I challenge others on this podcast, but I challenge myself too. I mean, even doing this weekly is a big challenge. It's yeah. a lot to add to my schedule. And um, but I'm thinking, well, how do I, I get what I have that might be of value to someone outside you know, of the four walls or outside of that um, mentoring group. And podcast was one of the ways that I chose to do it. But I really do believe that there's um, a need for mentoring in our churches these days. And everyone who aspires to be a leader should really be looking for a mentor. Yeah. They shouldn't just try to do it on their own or or rise to the top or be a leader in any way. I think um, a leader believes uh, in you and teaches you and trains you and even in some cases corrects you or, or keeps you accountable in some ways. And especially if it's going to be helpful mm-hmm. to their growth,
1: right? Right. right. You, love, you do that so well lovingly. You do.
0: Well, oh, thank you. I Our one-on-ones
1: were like, I was, just got finished with a counselor. I love them.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I am a New Thetic Counselor, and I love the New Thetic Counseling theme is just knowing you, using your Bible to counsel, basically. Because yeah. to me, anything that we need to know is in there. And sometimes we look at it differently, and we don't see it the way that um, it's meant to be seen. And I think sometimes a different perspective is helpful, and that's where New Thetic Counseling comes in. So, But I'm not a counselor. I'm not a licensed professional counselor. <laughs> counselor or a therapist in any way. Um, but I certainly love people and specifically know that I've been called to women and women's growth and, um, the whole women's world, you know, whatever touches a woman's life is something that, um, you know, when, um, when Dan asked about, or, and John Maxwell asked about the materials and what they wanted to do, and it was 12 months, it seemed a bit overwhelming. And certainly for my own gifts and talents, um, I have been had been writing and been doing some mentoring, but there was no curriculum, there was no material to follow or guidelines. And so I had to develop all of that. So all the lessons, the outlines the activities, the book um, application guides or assessments that we did, um, and so much more. I mean, it's a binder full. I yes. tried to show it in the, <laughs> in the picture that we took earlier because it is a lot of material. And it went from the big um, cassette package with all of the printing, you know, in paper and then you would make copies of the printed pages, um, for the group. And then we went to digital format when I got the rights back to it myself. And now it's all, um, or I'm sorry, CDs. And it was available on a CD ROM <laughs> that they could print out the outlines and activities and leaders guides, etc. And then now it's all digital. So the materials that are on that you know, digital platform are just ginormous. And uh, so there's a lot there for someone to use and they can use it exactly, or they can use it just as a guide for whatever they want to do. So um, you talked about the books uh, or the book applications. Tell um, the audience something about any of the activities that you had to do, like the hero story, maybe
1: that would be a good one. When we had to talk about the hero in faith, yes. I wrote about Kay Arthur. I loved her story. I love her Bible studies. She's done one with uh, Lisa Bevere <laughs> and um, Priscilla Schreier on David. And that was like one of the first as an adult woman Bible studies I did. And just how she the process that she, I think she came up with it. She was the innovator of it. And just to hear her story, her redemption story, the things that she went through and then overcame and then how God used her in such a way. It just was so encouraging.
0: Well, I love, uh, you know, some of the questions that I ask in that one, you know, it's like tell, you know, you got to pick from a list and then you had to tell a little bit about their background and then you also had to um, say how it... um, Affected you, or how it paralleled any part in your life? How are you like her, or how are you not like her? Yeah. And um, I think those were some interesting questions, introspective. So, what were their background? Um, what difficulty did they overcome, or to accomplish what they did? You shared about that, yeah. um, and um, how did they overcome the difficulty? And on whom did she make the greatest impact? Um, there's so, so many questions I asked specifically as you um, wrote that mm-hmm. um, that biography mm-hmm. about these people. And there's some really good people on on the list. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, Gauri Ten Boom I think was one that was yeah. mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, of course, Joan of Arc or Lauren- Florence Nightingale a long time ago, um, but more recent ones as well. And so I love that you chose that one and. and and, um, you know, the impact potential that, yeah. because none of them set out to be a hero, right. you know? So we talked about that as like, they didn't think they were going to be anything. They just were following that next step and right. making themselves available.
1: available. available. <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: So I love that. Um, but why did you say yes? Like, what were you hoping to achieve or what were you expecting? Um, you know, in our, uh, year, you knew what was going to be happening, but you didn't know me. You hadn't known me for that long
1: no we had only had maybe two lunch dates when you asked me and I just felt in my spirit that it was the right thing to do I felt a connection to you um you love all things women and wellness we had that in common and I just knew that I needed a mentor and and how you described the program it sounded like something I I needed to be a part of and I wanted to be a part of and I'm so glad I did because it's been transformational for my life
0: Awesome. Well, it's definitely been transformational in my life and the hundreds of women who I've been blessed to be a mentor for and just to walk a little piece of their life. I mean, they've all gone on to whatever, you know, over the years because all the way back to 1999 and the first one being in 2000 and um, leading ladies conferences. And then I started writing mentor training. Um, So I've got a lot of mentor training. Who wants to be a mentor? Is that your final answer? And multi-level mentoring. And I've got mentoring young women now and so many other leading ladies conferences for over those 20 years. So there's actually 20 uh, conferences, like March 4th, I remember, was our first one, and Dream Big, Living Loud, Winning Ways, Giver's Gain. It's always two words. And um, so there's so many of those. And then I wrote um, Learning Communities, which is one of my favorite things um, because I do think we learn better in community. And that's why with Mentoring Women, um, it's not really the books that make the difference. It's the one-on-one um topics and the messages and the content that we share Um, and the books are kind of the icing on the cake to connect um, people from the session that we have as a group and then the one-on-one and then the next session Mm -hmm. and that way they're staying on that topic um, throughout that month well uh, Rochelle I'm super glad that you are sharing this time with us today and sharing your side of the story Um, and is there anything in closing that you would like to share with the audience before I close
1: I just, I'm so blessed to have been a part of this program. I encourage any and everyone that can, young and old women, to go through it. It has impacted my life in so many ways, even so much so that my daughter and my husband have noticed and articulated differences in Mm -hmm. in just my walk with God just as a person. It's just been truly transformational, and I'm so glad. I almost want to go through it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can go through it again with your own group, you know, and that's what's so exciting about our discussion today because I really wanted to, um, last week and this week, you know, lean into the fact that this material is available. It does make a difference and you don't have to rewrite it. You don't have to start over or, or reinvent the wheel. You can actually do something meaningful for your church, your small group, your Sunday school class. And it does take courage, like we talked about before, to pursue your own personal development path. But even more, so if you're going to be a mentor, and that's where I come alongside of most mentors to help them define their own personal potential and then, you know, really bring out that potential in others. So that's what mentoring women does for churches, small groups, and Sunday school classes, and even individuals. I actually have individuals who purchase and download the material and do it themselves like a Bible study. It's a big Bible study. (laughs) Um, So it's fun to do together as a group, but you can do it individually. And um, the resources takes all the guesswork out of it and it's a whole year-long process. Everything is there for you to do, like I said, exactly, or maybe just use it as a framework for the group. And um, contact us if you're interested in purchasing the 12-month Mentoring Women materials. And if you're interested in more information or you have any questions about it or other things that I do devotionally, you can go to Stephanie Wolf Ministries' Facebook page. There's um, There's no website anymore, but I still have the Facebook page out there, so you can take a look at that. Well, you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, or my speaking engagements, if you're interested in that, then you can go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well, personally, and professionally. See you next week, live, or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.